Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Saint Podcast. Today, we're going to focus on the scourging at the pillar, um, the second sorrowful mystery of the rosary. Uh, if you remember, and if you're listening to this um, in the time frame that it was released, uh, which is the second week of Lent in 2020, uh, then you know that last week we focused on the agony in the garden. Um, last week, I mentioned that, um, you know, I asked you to have a hopefully a prayerful Lent. Uh, This week, I'm going to add to that. Um, Hopefully, we're all having a prayerful Lent, as we always would. Uh, But I'm going to ask you to have a penitential Lent uh, as well. Uh, So it's very important right now. With all things going on, um, there's areas of the world where the Mass has been discontinued. Um, uh, There's areas in the United States where I'm at that uh, the Mass has been discontinued for a short time in light of the coronavirus. Um, Very, very troubling times, very sad times. We ask that uh, you pray for those folks in those areas, that uh, they remember to have a a spiritual communion. Uh, Even though the Mass is not being celebrated, um, that it doesn't, um, it doesn't forego your commitment to have a have a mass to have a, a spiritual communion uh, even though that the Eucharist is not presented so um, again today we're going to talk about the scourging of the pillar and uh, as we continue through Lent and uh, so again without further ado the gift of the sorrowful mysteries is different for each of us uh, Jesus speaks to us Uh, He speaks to each one of us individually. He desires to imprint on our hearts what is necessary and good for us. He comes to us and shares with us so that we can better relate to Him. We all say we want to get to know Jesus better, to take a closer walk with Him, that we mean His walk to the pillar to be scourged, or is it in the Jesus who drew the crowds with His preaching, His teaching, His healing, we wish to encounter? which is the popular Jesus. If we truly love Jesus, we will weep often as we journey with him through these mysteries of the Holy Rosary. The greatest gift we can receive is that of being able to conceive the suffering and the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. For it is only through his suffering that we truly discover the tremendous love that Jesus has for us. We need to go beyond the scripture passage. We need to concentrate on what really happened. Then we will ache as we zero in on the true meaning of the words. Then and only then will we come to terms with the sacrifice, this great sacrifice our Lord made for us. Our Bible is beautiful, but I'm afraid we've gotten too used to it. We take too much for granted. After having read it or had it read to us for so many years, we become numb to the reality of the certain words. Their truth becomes covered over by the flower beds of poetic language, and if we're not careful, they become poetry, not life. Phrases like scourged at the pillar, and spit upon, and stripped of his garments, and crowned with thorns, flow dribbly from the tongue, when actually they have a deep, gashing, agonizing, blood-curdling, very deadly meaning. 
If you ever have the opportunity to take a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, you have the unique opportunity to see the sorrowful gifts translated into life. You can experience how it happened, when it happened, why it happened, and the physical trauma it caused to our dear Lord Jesus. In the Dictionary of the Bible, we are told that in the Roman law there were two kinds of scourgings. One was by order of the magistrate in his presence as a punishment. It was like a slap on the wrist. This was called a verberatio. The other was flagellatio, which was designed to torture or to kill. The whips that were used were made with jagged animal bones tied to them as a means of ripping the flesh from the body in clumps. They were laced with metal balls, which were designed to splinter and break the prisoner's bones. Jesus suffered this and then some. He revealed to St. Bridget that he received over 5,000 wounds at the hands of the Romans during the scourging. After they were finished with Jesus, the chief priests and the scribes handed Jesus over to Pilate. When Judas heard that our Lord had been condemned, he despaired and hanged himself. Pilate questioned Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? When Jesus said, Mine is not a kingdom of this world. Pilate did not understand what he meant with his worship of power and earthly conquest. He had no idea what Jesus was saying when he continued, But yes, I am. When Jesus said, I came into the world for this, to bear witness to the truth, and all who are on this side of truth listen to my voice. Again, Pilate did not understand. Not recognizing his chance at redemption, he scornfully replied, Truth? What is that? How could Pilate have known what Jesus was trying to teach him? Since truth did not live in his heart, he had long ago traded truth for the false gift of glory and position. Pilate turned to the people. I find no case against him. Seeing who could not reach the mob, Pilate planned to have our Lord flogged and then released. He thought when the crowd sees Jesus after a scourging, they will be moved to pity and he can let him go. There was a Roman game called King's Game. The Roman soldiers tossed dice for a prisoner. The winner was given the prisoner for a week, during which time he could torture and ridicule the prisoner as often as he wanted, in as many perverse ways as he could choose. At the end of that week, he killed the prisoner. Jesus was turned over to the guards by Pontius Pilate for scourging. He became a pawn in the king's game. The crowning of thorns and shrouding with a purple cloak are part of that game. And when Pilate turned to him over to the guards, he did not anticipate that Jesus would be beaten near to death, though that was part of the game. As far as the guards were concerned, Jesus was merely a candidate for the king's game. Not only difference was they only had one day to torture Jesus because he would be executed on the end of the day. When Pilate saw Jesus after he endured this torture, he had to have been shocked. When he cried out, Behold the man! He thought for sure the priests and the scribes would be moved to release Jesus. He was completely staggered when they called for Jesus' death by crucifixion. Pilate may have been shocked, but not enough to resist the crowd when they shouted the louder, Crucify him! Crucify him! 
The tragedy was that it was not the majority, but a few well-placed agitators in the crowd who loudly coerced the rest to join them in condemning the man who had healed them, who had brought them good news, the one that they had proclaimed to the Messiah the Sunday before. Do you condemn them? When the world shouts, crucify him, do you go with the pace-setters of the world and say nothing? Will you say when you face Jesus someday, but Lord, when did I choose the world instead of you? Will you look away as he responds, what did you do, child, when they defamed my immaculate and precious mother? What did you say when they denied my existence? Did you just stand by and not get involved? How many times, dear Lord, how many times are you scourged for our sins? Bad enough you had to sacrifice your life for us and die for our sins. Did we have to add insult to injury by having you mocked and beaten in addition? Do we still drag you before the soldiers to have your back laid bare so that you can be tortured in such a barbaric and inhuman way after having experienced the reality of what our dear Lord went through for us? You would think we would never, ever consider sinning again. But we realize that our sin put huge nails into his body pressed and crown of razor-sharp thorns onto his head, thorns so long they pierced his skull and whip of jagged animal bones and heavy metal balls lashing, cutting into his back. We could never sin, right? Wrong. We are an Alleluia people. We are a resurrection people. We are an Easter Sunday people. But in order to appreciate the joy of Alleluia, in the gifts of resurrection, we must first experience the rejection, the suffering, and the crucifixion. We praise you, dear Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. We thank you for suffering for us. We thank you for dying for us. We ask you to give us strength we need to end our part in your suffering. We pray that we never be the cause of one whiplash striking your precious body, that we never cause the pressure for one thorn to implant itself on your beautiful head. If I, Lord, by disciplining myself, can take away one moment of your pain, if others, by my example, can take away one moment, and others and others, we will truly see a new Jerusalem, where the old days and the old ways are replaced by a new world, where the lion will truly lie down with the lamb, and there will be no more bloody sacrifices for us, nothing impossible, for God all things are possible. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply, with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, 
our uh, blog and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.